Shut up and sit down. Hello, strangers, and welcome to Strangers in a Cinema. I'm one of your co-hosts, Paul Anderson, here with co-host Grace Williams. Grace, how are you? I'm sleepy, and it's afternoon, evening time. We don't normally... I mean, you're sleepy when we do this in the mornings. I know. And you're sleepy when we do it in the evening, so... When's the optimal time for podcasting? Probably about three in the afternoon when we're both at work. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, well. Anything new to report from you this week? Anything new to report? Um, well... Not really. I wish there was stuff that's new to report in the film world. Well, there's the Oscars. I don't know if you noticed that had happened. <sighs> kind of. <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll, we'll probably get, we might talk about that this episode, yeah, I think, maybe. I listed a load of stuff on eBay. That was You listed good. a load of stuff on eBay. What have you got for sale? <laughs> Listeners, if you want to bid on any of this stuff, what have you got on, what have you got on eBay, Grace? <laughs> I've got, um, got a load of um, old uh, magazine, Kerrang! magazines. There okay. you go. Yeah, good. I've got a good selection of suede Kerrang! magazines. Right. Well, as in suede covered Kerrang! magazines? No, the or band. Kerrang! magazines you know, that cover slap, suede. But, but slapping it's... Brett Anderson, yeah. Skag era suede okay. magazines. Yeah, go and buy them. How much do you want for them? Um, I want uh, <laughs> uh, £10 for eight eight magazines, I'm and they're right. chunky. I'm all right, to be honest. Um, I've got a couple of uh, Karen Millen dresses up on sale. Ooh, ladies, right, okay. I know. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I've been um, trying to do a lot of sort of uh, sorting out what projects I'm working on. Um, finished a script, a script recently, so I've been going through funding potential funding pockets stuff okay. like that you know that's classic that's probably more exciting than ebay and Krang magazine yeah honest, i but... know but and less tiring yeah um what have you been doing uh i've got to move house Ah. Uh, so, which you were aware of, because I told you before you we went on the air. So, I, yeah. I like I like the fact you phoned surprise just for the benefit yeah. of the listeners. But we, we had a chat about it beforehand. So, yeah, yeah, the strangers' uh, studio, stroke my spare room, will be moving at some point. But hopefully, because we don't need the internet to record, yeah. we should still carry on cranking out this gem of a show. Yeah, so, exactly. Yes. So that's that's news. Who needs the internet? I also went to the Rebel Film Festival at the weekend did. Uh, over in Bristol, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk a bit more about that. Uh, a bit later on as well yeah um, and we are still trying to lock down the guys who organized it for an interview but um, every time they can do a day I can't and vice versa <sighs> so we're getting there we will get them uh, they are very keen to come on the show they are very lovely guys that organized it I can I can attest that personally having met them both they're very yeah. very good very very good team so we're excited to meet them and you will hear from them yeah um, and we're going to get there with it I know it's going to happen um, but before we get there, uh, shall we start the show with yeah. the usual section, creatively called "What have we been watching?" Yeah, Grace, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Um, I watched for the first time ever *Nymphomaniac* Volume One and Two. You made it through two volumes, then? Yeah, I haven't seen either. I have to say, I've been meaning have to watch not? it for a while. No, I'm, I blow hot and cold with oh. Miles von Trier. Mostly, I like him. Um, but though I didn't go too much on, uh, what was his last film? That House he made? of Jack Bill, which yeah, I House haven't Jack seen. Um, what did you think of Nymphomaniac parts one and two? Oh, Charlotte Gainsbourg's so annoying. <laughs> oh my God. The way she just drops the C word all the time. I, I've just never heard someone drop that word in a more annoying way. I don't know what's, and Shia LaBeouf's accent. Oh, I don't know. It's just like, it's like, 
You think Dick Van Dyke's really bad with his Cockney accent. Right. And then you hear Shia LaBeouf doing an English accent and you're sort of like, what happened? So, I mean, to me, this, this uh, from the outside, appears to be uh, a work, uh, a provo- just a she- sheerly, well, almost purely provo- just piece of provocation from Lars von Trier. Is there any more to it than that? What's, what's, the, what's the concept behind Nymphomaniac? What's going um, on? A girl is a nymphomaniac and she just basically talks about all her sex and how that develops as she develops as a woman and all the extremes that it goes to. You've got, like, yeah, Shia LaBeouf as this really weird English-accented man who's, like, her only, like, proper relationship, I guess. And then throughout... Well, basically, the film starts with her... She's beaten up in an alleyway and Stellan Starscar's character's like, I'll take you home with me, love. And then she's like, oh, would you like to hear my story about my sexual encounters? And he's like, oh, okay then, I'm asexual. That would be great to hear this. She's like, okay. Is this Stellan Skarsgård? Is that the, is that, that was his that's voice. A good, I mean, I was sold. Well, I, I, thought, sure. I thought he was in the studio with us for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a bit, he sounded a bit Irish and I didn't want to like, right, do okay. that accent i better at very posh slightly french accents <laughs> but um yeah and then she's just like i first discovered my bleep when i was seven and it's just like oh you know no i ex- know what this is gonna be now you know we've got an explicit content warning don't yeah. you yeah so you, can, you can't I say, can't say the c word oh I? I see no we try to avoid can that I? I think i've done it once on the show but <laughs> i've avoided it i've avoided it since so. and i know i like say it explicitly in conversation all yeah. the time and people are like you're no, a lady no, you're you right. can't say that you're word. right to avoid it so where does it go wrong for you then oh well are you a Lars von Trier fan firstly yeah. okay and where does this where does this fall down in your I just opinion? don't know what he was trying to say with it right I just don't like women women can have sex and like it and get so outra- outrageous with it that they hurt themselves like and I don't know really I, and it was so so graphic and don't get me wrong I'm fine with with graphic but it's it was like basically porn right okay it was basically pornographic and I, again I'm not a prude I'm I'm not a prude everybody I'm holding my hands up there's no one here to see it but, <laughs> but I'm not a prude I'm fine with it and I thought you know like in um um in Antichrist like that was really have you seen Antichrist I have seen Antichrist yeah so that was like really shocking but it wasn't just like and it was I don't know there's just something about the way this was done I know when it came out loads of people I knew were really excited and kind of like smutty way because they're like oh yeah they've photoshopped the or they put the actress actor and actresses heads on porn star bodies or something I don't know because there's a lot of there's a lot of fellatio in this film which I've never seen in a film that graphic either so yeah I don't know me neither no (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't know it wasn't my favorite Lars von trier and it was just so badly cast right okay i think i think maybe if it had better casting and it was done just a little bit that the script was delivered a bit better like basically if they didn't have shia labeouf in it i think it would have and the lead actress was not that great either charlotte gainsbourg's all right but she yeah you know she is a bit bit posh sometimes okay. for my liking so yeah I so, watched that so a pass then from the sound of it on that one it was like a it's something you have to watch just to kind of okay I keep meaning to watch it to be honest and I haven't got around to it yet so uh, I probably will at some point do a sequenda that's what we do in our household 
when it's like a double bill or yeah, triple. Yeah, that would probably um, make sense to be yeah. fair. I like that. That's a good term. Sequender. Good term. Yeah. yeah. Um, what have I been watching? I hear you ask. Yeah, what uh, have you been watching? Oh. So, the first thing I watched this week was something at Rebel Film Festival, as I think I mentioned before that I've been. Uh, this is a film called South African Spook Hunter, directed by Catherine McCorrigree Gray and Daniel Rands. And this is a documentary, well, I'll be honest, mockumentary, uh, focused around the character of the titular South African Spook Hunter, who is a character called Matty Vans, uh, played by an actor called Matt Van Nistrick. He's a South African guy. He's a very lovely actor. I did meet him at the film festival. And this is, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very, very funny um, mockumentary based around this guy who's, as you said, a South African um, spook hunter who is seemingly a bit of a fraud. Yeah. Uh, but he goes to someone's house and, inv- and sort of and, uh, uncovers uncovers some mysterious goings on. Are they supernatural or aren't they? But it's just the leading performance is fucking brilliant. Mm. Like they've made a character, they've created a character here just as cringeworthy as anything you've seen in David Brent or Spinal Tap. Right? Oh, cool. And it's a film It's a film carried by that performance and that character. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if anyone if anyone saw the Instagram feed where I posted a still of this. Um, and basically all the promotion from the film is done by uh, the lead actor in the character of Danny from oh, the really? film. So, oh, cool. yeah, and he tweets that he tweets out people uh, in, in character as well. And, yeah, it's on the festival circuit at the moment. I think from what they were saying, they don't really know how to get it any wider, um, which would be a shame if it doesn't go any wider. Because, but check it out on the festival circuit. It's um, it's very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, very, very enjoyable. And um, I'm hoping, that, well, they're hoping that we will see more of the character. So, yeah. uh, in the meantime, I think you can find the trailer on YouTube. So go and stick in South African Spook Hunter where you can find it and if I remember I'll share it on the Facebook page but yeah South African Spook Hunter it's very very promising it's very very funny um, and if you can find it at a film festival then I urge you to seek it out did you say it starts by Danny Rand Danny Rand's oh so not quite Iron Fist no not uh, not Danny Rand from Iron Fist though. I wondered where I recognised that name from I did wonder where I recognised that name from no uh, but no it's great it's just it's very it's just very very funny um, very very funny <laughs> But not, not with Iron Fist. I love, it, no. I love the Tony Stark's directed films, yeah. personally. <laughs> Bruce Banner's is quite a good one, too. Yeah. You know, yeah, I could go on. Matt Murdock's, okay. Um, Have what? they all directed films? They? No, I'm joking. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm just adding S onto all the, all the people's <laughs> names. <laughs> I, see, I get it now. I see what you've done there. Right, yeah, it's what, like how people do it? Like, oh, I'm Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, Steve McQueen. I'm Steve McQueen. Like, I'm a director and an actor. I'm so confused. That's me. Um, what have you been watching? You, uh, you said you were tired, so I'll, I'll let that... St- <laughs> I watched, like, the worst movie. I watched this film called The Detained. Oh, it's on Netflix. I don't know why I bothered. Yeah, I was just, it was late at night, and I was like, I just want to watch something that's, like, Mindless. under an hour and a half. Yeah. I want my brain out. So it's, like, school kids put in detention, and they're, like, for some reason they're being put in detention in a in an abandoned police station um prison right well it's not gonna end well is it no but like (laughs) it was just like so bad i can't even i can't even do like it was so unfunny um it's got a girl from the in-betweeners in it i don't watch the in-betweeners but there's a girl she's america it's an american movie it was just like so cheap <clears throat> and the baddie wasn't I I don't mind cheap horror films if it's got a good premise and a good cast and a good twist but like the twist was just lame and I just didn't 
I just didn't get it. Sorry, The Detained. I think I'm going to give it like a zero star rating. Wow, okay. You know, sorry. I won't watch that then. Don't. Some of your Netflix recommendations have been alright, to be fair. But Well, then, to be fairness, that's not a recommendation, is it? That's just saying, avoid don't. it like the plague. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I'd go and watch Nymphomaniac and stuff. <laughs> You've had a good week then, haven't Why you? is Nymphomaniac on Netflix? You've been watching some good stuff then, the sound of it. Yeah, I finished Umbrella Academy, okay. which is pretty awesome. That was that was that was super. Okay, I haven't super. I haven't got to that yet. I have Why to say. not? Everyone I've been watching else has... I've been watching Handmaid's Tale, which is really good. Okay. And uh, Sally Forever, which is also great. Which if okay. anyone hasn't seen that, check that out. It's very Fair very enough. funny. Uh, and yeah, Handmaid's Tale is brilliant. If very depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but very less. good. So yeah. yeah. What, what else have you been watching? Uh, I have watched uh, Happy Death Day to You, the sequel to Happy Death Day, um, which. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I thought it was almost as good as the first one. Oh. I really, really, I really liked the first film. I thought it was a great, it's not a hundred percent original premise where she dies and has to work out why she keeps dying. I thought it was really well handled. It was quite scary in places. Uh, Jessica Roth, it should be a much bigger star, even based on her performance in the first film. She's great again in this film. Um, they played it this time round for more of a sort of kooky science fiction comedy than they have horror, which makes it feel a bit different. Yeah. Um, and they've added, they've tried to explain what's going on and why she's stuck in this time loop. And the whole thing is is knowingly very, very silly. Uh, but it's a whole heap of fun again. Like I just, I just turned my brain off and had a great time with it. And yeah. it just, it knows, it knows exactly what it is. Uh, there's rumor of a third film. I don't know whether I would, I could have this premise stretched out over another film in front of me, if I'm honest. Yeah. But what's here from once again from director Christopher Landon, Christopher Landon is is great, to be honest. I think it's just it's just shameless <coughs> shameless silly genre fun. Oh, I'm glad um, you got to the cinema. I just was not tempted by anything this week. Sorry, I was just like. I don't want to go and what I feel. I feel a bit weird watching. I mean, I don't like Liam Neeson's movies that much in the first place. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's a bit more tempting to watch it after he's like after his bizarre, <laughs> bizarre, bizarre um, uh, admittance confession. Confession. <laughs> I think I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. I hope he feels better now. Um, yeah, is all I can say really. You know, but that, yeah, bizarre uh, outburst, perhaps. And then that of uh, one with. Um, that girl I don't like. What's her name? Oh, we're going to have a a good oh, a bloody good rebellion in space. Felicity, oh, what's her name? Rogue One. Oh, Felicity Jones. Yeah, that yeah. film with her in it wasn't tempted oh, okay. by that. Oh, nah. on the basis of sex. Yeah, I think it is. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, she Felicity plays Ruth Bader Ginsburg, doesn't she? Yeah. That feels very much. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I might watch it. Yeah, um, I probably will. It, that feels to me like something that they might have had Oscar hopes for, and then the Oscar hope, the awards of. It feels very much like yeah. an award season film that perhaps isn't as good as they thought it would be which is why it's suddenly come out now just it's, after award season it's so. gonna be that season now because yeah. we've already got we've already got a Kira Knightley film yeah like either side of the Oscars season. Yeah. it's yeah. just like you know that that film I'm not tempted by either so oh the after, aftermath or what the that? aftermath I think it's called aftermath fighting with my family's out tomorrow and that looks yes. great yes so, let's review yeah. that next week we can definitely review fighting with my family WWE for life although i don't watch it as much anymore because lots of my favorite wrestlers left and it's really we gone. when i grew up we used to um, we're gonna go on a, a slight ramble here yeah um when i grew up as a late teenager early 20s we had a plastic wrestling belt near my friends it was on defense 24 hours a day seven days a week right so for example we'd be we'd go to we'd go out to town at the weekends as you would do and then my mates had a house with a hot tub because they were cool as fuck yeah uh and then you would get... So I remember passing out on the sofa and being woken up by my mate putting me in an ankle lock. In an ankle lock. 
and tapping out. Uh, so that's that's how by 24, 24 hour defence that's how bad it got. But it got so bad that I had it with me in in the Basingstoke Town Centre. Yeah. I was, I was cool just yeah, to make yeah, that yeah. happen. Like, and then obviously like people were like, oh my god, there's the champion. Yeah. Of whatever we were called. Yeah. Uh, and someone came out uh, came out of a pub um, and like called me out and then went to ran at me. I pretended to sweep his legs out from under him. I did sweep his legs out from under me and I broke up his face real bad because I smashed his face into the, into the pavement, which is quite awkward because I worked with him, but he didn't blame me. So, Barry, if you're listening, I'm still sorry and I'm sorry about the scar. <laughs> oh, no. Did you accidentally give someone a scar to yeah. you for life? Yeah. Oh, I did that when I was little. I, yeah. So, so after that, we kind club. of... After that, mm. we, we stopped the, the 24-hour defence belt. But does that kind of make you, like, a real champion? I think it makes me a bit of a prick, to be honest, for giving someone a scar on their face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, champion. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, where did we get to? Happy Death Day to you was great. Uh, what else have you watched? Any, have you watched anything you've liked this week? Um, Apart from Umbrella Academy. <laughs> it's not a film. <laughs> I know it's not a film. No, it's fine. Oh, I don't it's fine, know. we can diversify. It's fine. No, have I, you seen anything you like, then? I watched, um, I half liked. Right. And I know it's not a film. <laughs> I've had this kind of week where I've been, like, doing loads of stuff because I've just started a new job. So I've been catching up on those, like, creator stuff, kind of cram it in. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's 12 o'clock at night. I, don't, I can't really start a film right now. So I've been like watching little bits of things. So I watched. That's fair. I mean, you've Kill- written a script, so. Killer Mike's Trigger Warning is what I've been watching. I watched the first episode of that. It was all right. It was didn't quite have the edge. First three episodes were good. Right. They were good. They were like hilarious. And then for some reason, like halfway through the season, it gets a bit like talent show style, and it was a bit big, okay. a bit big brovery. And then I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't as fun as no. I thought it was. Like the episode with the Cripper Cola is good. Where they get like the Crips and the Bloods to make right. their own cola, and I kind of get what he's trying to do with the whole thing, but um, but yeah, the, the f- last half was like yeah, Not a bit naff. Okay, a bit naff. I'm sure I've watched some films, you know. I'll probably like we'll be talking about stuff, and then I'll go oh, oh I've seen that. I did watch that thing. If you use Letterbox and kept that up to date, you'd know what you've been watching. Oh, yeah, so. I know, but isn't that isn't that a weird life to live? Well, it is because then, because then, basically, what happened is I'll check what oh, films you've watched, that. and then I can remind you. And then, if we're in this situation, you know, I can go. Actually, Grace, I think you find you've watched this. this okay, and this. I'll do it. So, I mean, right, it's then. up to you. So, no, basically, no, no, it'd be me intruding fine. on your life. I'll uh, do that. I'll but, do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, go on then. You can intrude on my life. Fine. Okay. okay. You can be like my film PA. That's okay. Fine. Yeah, fair enough. That, that that works for me. That works for me. What, what else have you uh, watched? What else have I watched? There's one more I wanted to talk about, which again was at the film festival um, yeah. because I spent the whole weekend there. Uh, reaching distance uh, from not yet released in the UK. So take that, everyone. Uh, directed by David Fairhurst. Um, this is a thriller set mostly on a bus. Um, so it's an Australian film um, with uh, they got a, d- a decent amount of budget I think towards it with some of the effect shots but it's just a, it's just the power of awesome production design is one of the first things that shines through because it's mainly set on this bus um, and a guy keeps keeps waking up on the same bus he was like I've been here before does he keep dying and waking up what's happened to him is he you, like you kind of you have this thought you, you immediately it's not it's the kind of thing you've seen before but in fact happy death day which you were just talking about mm. is, is a similar premise but what i really really liked about this was a the production design because the as as he's working out what's going on 
the bus then takes the play on the bus they build a nightclub so there's a nightclub scene on the bus there's a scene in the cinema on this bus and it was all shot on a real bus and it was still down to some incredible production design to be fair mm. um, and it's just a fantastic use of a, of a limited budget and a single location which was great but actually what I really liked about it was the fact that um, the big reveal as to why what's happening to him is halfway through the film so you the audience find out where he is and what's happened to him and it's you, you and it's I think it's so well done that before you start guessing what's going on the the writer and also David Verhesty is the team director wrote this as well and he was just saying at Q&A afterwards I asked him the question of that was was that a deliberate was there ever any was there ever any point um where you was there ever any point where you were going to have the reveal at the end and have like a almost a cheap twist ending uh, and he was like no I wanted I wanted the character to be on board with with the character, one of the character in the audience to find out at the same time. Mm. So um, I'm I'm not going to give away what that is. Um, just yeah. not to spoil the plot. It doesn't take a genius to work it out. If mm. you've seen this kind of stuff before, it's that kind of thing. But what that means, it gives the ending a bit more gravitas. It means that you you actually get more time to enjoy the film rather than trying to guess what the twist is. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, I really really liked it. I think it's is said it's not staggeringly original but it is a very very well done and very highly entertaining pacey and really well acted actually um genre piece not actors that i recognize but i think a few of them have got um sort of soap careers in australia and have done yeah. a few bits of australian cinema but that's um reaching distance which is currently seeking distribution at the moment um but yeah reaching distance by david fairhurst it was great but just really really fun genre piece that knew knew what it was doing and did it well awesome so yeah i'd have no no qualms about highly recommending that to be fair so, yeah it was good oh you've been so cultural so such a film buff this week haven't you and i, I have just yeah been, like, i've watched a lot of short shame. films as well which i'll which i'll definitely get to shame on so, me i've just been waiting for, um for well me. you've written a film come on i'm not having you slag well, yourself all this only, much like short short film yeah but still i don't know if it's fully finished yet it's more I than tried. i've created this week i tried I did a blog piece for someone, so I've done. I've been yeah, a little bit creative this yeah. week, and I wrote a review. So I've been. I've been quite busy myself. Yeah, today, yeah. So. We've all been busy. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right. Before we drift off into, <laughs> into <laughs> what we've been we've doing again. Been yeah. Before we just fall asleep, <laughs> going. Oh, what have you done? Oh, I've had that for a nice time, and I've written this. Yeah. Uh, before we get onto that, we'll have a little bit of a break, listeners, um, yeah. so you can recover your senses, uh, and then we will be back with a chat about <gasps> the Oscars because that dun, happened. Didn't dun, it? Dun. Let's chat about the Oscars. Let's chat about the Oscars. <laughs> I'm glad you caught me off guard there as I was bringing up the list of Oscars. Um, so yeah, Oscar Oscars, 2019. Oscars. Oscar 2019. Did you watch did, it? Well, that's what I was about to ask did you. Did you stay up? Uh, no. Because I was like, my partner was like, oh, should I? Should we just go over to Paul's and just gate crash his house and stay up and watch the Oscars? I was like, no, I've got this new job tomorrow. Otherwise, that would have been totally hilarious. But no. no. Well, I got back from uh, Bristol and then thought, I don't know if I can do it, and then, and then I looked at the time, and I think if it, it's just because it started at one, and ended at four. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I was I was tempted to stay up and watch it, and then I th- and also I'd watched a lot of films over the weekend, so I was mm. quite tired. Yeah. And a little bit pissed when I got in from the film yeah, festival. Fair enough. So yeah, I kind of just went to sleep. So you probably would have rung on the doorbell, and no one would have been no up. No one would have been there. Um, oh. So no, I didn't watch it. I have watched a brief highlights reel of some yeah. of the speeches. Um, and I've read some reviews of what people thought of the show, and it appears the hostless show seems to have gone down fairly well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And certainly seems to have trimmed some, trimmed some running time. Um, but let's run through some 
winners, uh, losers, and kind of what we thought, I think. Yeah, So okay. I'll, I'll throw some at you. I'll try not be too um, controversial. So, <laughs> Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Regina King, If Bill Street Could Talk, won it. Well, I guess, I guess it's good that Rachel and Emma didn't have to pit off against each other. And um, yeah, she she yeah she did a good job in that film. I liked how She's Captain really America in... helped her up on yeah. on stage as well. Yeah, she watched more of it her. than I have. Then I didn't. I just watched some highlights. Oh, okay, you know, just with Chris Evans in. Yeah, just yeah, some Chris enough. Evans highlights. Yeah, I, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you know, good for her. Good for you, Regina King. Yeah, it's a cracking performance in a cracking film. Um, and to be honest, that's quite. I'd say that's a pretty tight category. To be honest, in terms of Emma Stone and Rachel Vice. Amy Adams in Vice. I don't know whether that was a performance that really shone through for me. She can't keep getting nominated other... as a wife, can she? No, no. She's so... always getting nominated as a wife. And then Marina Di Di Chavira for Roma again, yeah. which was a good performance. But I yeah. think, yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty on the pretty happy with Regina King. Yeah. In, to be honest, uh, best makeup and hair. The winner was deservedly Vice because the makeup in that film is nothing yeah. short of incredible. So. Um, that was Mary Queen of Scots and Border were the other two nominations. Right. I've not seen Border. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots was very good, but Vice is just look at the characters; it's incredible. Okay, like what they've done. Have you seen Vice yet? Yeah, I've seen Vice. Yeah. I just I, I I don't remember you saying how you watched Mary Queen of Scots, and maybe it's just because I we... have seen Mary Queen of Scots. Did you? Yeah. Did we talk about it? Uh, or did I just blank it out? Cause I, I think to blank you might blank it film out. Existed. I think you might blank it out. I thought it was all right. Okay, cool. So I probably said that, and we moved on. Um, <laughs> Right, best documentary. I shamefully haven't seen any of these documentaries yet. Uh, we had Free Solo, Minding the Gap, RBG, which is Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Hale County this morning, this evening, and Off Fathers and Sons. And the winner was Free Solo. Ooh. What can we say about Free Solo? Have you seen it? No. No, me neither. It's supposed to be incredible. It's about the guy who climbs... Um, to be frank, just... A, I can't understand Han why Solo. anyone would do this decision. Oh. No, it's not about it's not about the person who breaks Han Solo out of prison. Uh, it's about a guy, a free climber who climbs uh, the most dangerous rock faces in the world without any Cruise? ropes, without any ropes at all, and um, which is not Tom Cruise. No, oh. uh, I think <laughs> I'd yeah. watch that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's bonkers. Like the guy yeah. is clearly absolutely bonkers, okay. um, and yeah, he's lost so many of his friends to this insane sport. And I think the camera kind of follows him up one of his climbs. What, which... like death or just like arguments? No, just in terms of like people dying, not in terms oh, of arguments. I wasn't no. sure. Like, no, he's like, not falling out of people. We hate no. you for doing this. No, 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 not at, all. Okay. not at all. So free solo. Yeah, oh, I need to catch up chat. with it. I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, it's, yeah. I've seen quite a lot of stuff at the cinema, but that's one of the ones I haven't caught up with yet, and yeah. I need to. So I will try and find that. Uh, best costume design goes to Black Panther. Fair enough. Who did it win over? Uh, Black Panther won over the favorite. Um, Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scots, yeah. and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, why not then? Fine. So, yeah. yeah, good. Whatever. Uh, this one I struggled with, to be honest. Uh, so in the in the category for best film editing, yeah. uh, Vice was nominated. Yeah. Black Klansman was nominated. Yeah. The Favourite was nominated. Yeah. Green Book was nominated. Yeah. And Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated for best film editing. Bohemian Rhapsody won this category. It was the worst. Like, I was just discussing <laughs> it was not this well yesterday. Made, no, it really wasn't. Again, I said this at the time when I reviewed it. If you enjoyed <sighs> Bohemian Rhapsody, well done you. I'm glad you... Genuinely, that's... Sorry, that sounded sarcastic. I'll try again. I, no, if you enjoyed Bohem- No, if you enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody, like, more power to you, and I'm very happy for you. But technically, it is not a well-put-together film. <sighs> Like, and for it God. to win Best Editing over The Favourite or The Black Klansman or even any of the others, Green Book was pretty 
I wouldn't say Green Book shone from a technical perspective in no. terms of editing. No. But for it to win over Vice, Black Clansman and The Favourite, it's just It was bonkers. really noticeably shoddy at yeah. points. You know, like the Wembley gig, like everyone's like, oh, Wembley gig was so... Not Wembley, sorry, Live Aid. So good. But like when they cut to some of the crowd scenes, it was just so noticeably bad. And there were so many like bad, like overdubbing bits and stuff so yeah right let's move on best production design um black panther won best production design it was up against the favorite first man roma and mary poppins returns yeah um i think black panther not bad to be fair yeah created a pretty pretty convincing world Uh, first man though i'd like to have seen something a bit more go to first man because i thought first man was awesome um and possibly the favorite as well because the favorite looks beautiful the way it's lit yeah, Barry we Linden discussed comparisons. that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. I think maybe the favourite probably deserved it over Black Panther, but I like Black Panther enough to to give it. Wow, that was my panther noise. Okay, best cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> Before Grace makes too many panther noises. Uh, best cinematography. Uh, I'd have liked to have seen this go to Cold War. Um, also nominated for Never Look Away, The Favourite, and A Star Is Born. It went to Roma. Your um, second favourite. Yeah, my second favourite. I think. Although to be fair, they're both delightfully beautiful films mm. and I think Roma again is just one of those films that you will appreciate even if I've, I've sort of read people say oh it's, it's a bit slow and I didn't massively enjoy it I think regardless of whether you enjoy it or not that Roma is a film to be admired for just its absolute for for Kuran's absolute master master of his craft mm. like without a shadow of a doubt so I'd say it's certainly a deserving winner there I mean it looks it looks stunning to be yeah fair. so yeah that's a good shout uh, best sound mixing, Bohemian Rhapsody, um, oh. probably to do with the the mix of voices, uh, I would imagine. Um, uh, we'll move on from that one. Yeah, um, best foreign language film, I'd have liked to have seen this. This is quite a tight category, I think. So Roma won it. Yeah. Uh, well done, Roma. No no qualms there. Apart from the fact that Cold War was also nominated, which oh. I think is better than Roma. Uh, Shoplifters is great. Mm. Capernaum, I'm hopefully seeing this week. That's the Lebanese film. And Never Look Away, which I don't think has come out over here yet. Okay. But correct me if I'm wrong. So, Roma, I'll live with. I would have liked to have seen that one's Cold War, though, personally. Yeah. Any thoughts? Have you seen any of those? No. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Nominated Richard E. Grant, Sam Elliott, Adam Driver and Sam Rockwell. Winner, Mahershala Ali for woo, Green Book. Woo. Yeah. You've seen this twice now, haven't you? We'll get, yes. to, we'll get to the Green Book for all yes. in a minute, I think. <laughs> uh, best Animated Feature. Um, this is just me listening films now, so I'm going to try and get through this a bit more quickly. Uh, best Animated Feature, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well-deserved win, I think, personally, although Isle of Dogs looked incredible. I think I, I think Isle of Dogs should have... Sorry, I don't I know. think you are wrong. That's fine. <laughs> like, you know, like, look... I loved I loved Spider Verse I did but I just think there was just something about Isle of Dogs which was just more from a place of original passion yeah and very much a Wes Anderson creation and I just think he should get recognised for that okay but, you know good and I mean it like incredible it's it's an incredible you know. accomplishment in animation like it looks yeah. fantastic don't get me wrong yeah but I think just into the spider verse did things to my brain that a film hasn't done for years and, and it kind was of sat there win, and was just like yeah what's going on well, the, ca- like, the academy's got to pick a hip choice haven't they come well, that's on true, they've yeah. got to do this yeah. because they're like oh no our figures so uh, have you seen any of the live action shorts yet um I saw. Um, I saw um, uh, Marguerite. Mar- I saw Marguerite and 
Um, the one about the... I've forgotten the name of it. The mum whose kid goes missing on the beach as well. Mother. It's, mother, yeah. There you go. Okay, I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> I so, saw those two. Uh, skin won, won it. Have you seen oh, Skin Oh, no, I haven't no, seen okay. Skin. I'm glad Entertainment uh, didn't win. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see that and see what the... Well, I, I understand the what the fuss is about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, best animated short was Bao, which is uh, the Pixar one that ran in front of Incredibles 2, oh, right. I think, okay. about a little dumpling character, oh, which is actually nice. quite cute. Uh, I haven't seen the others, I'll be honest. Uh, best documentary short was Period, Full Stop, End of Sentence, uh, which, good. good. It's good that we're discussing. It's good that we're discussing Minister. Grace, you weighed in on this one because I don't think it's up to me to say anything about it. Well, I just, I just wish that, like, the thing is, because... Because there's such a strict thing on short on short films only being allowed to see at festivals, we can't in like the public can't enjoy these films until these festivals say yes, you can release it now. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So I I I I would I'd love to see I I only get to see short films like, before Oscar release through um, Secure Link when I'm writing reviews for them. Yeah. So it's you know. Well, it's... I only get to see them because I work for a film festival, so yeah, it's yeah. the same sort of thing. You yeah. know, so yeah, we can't share those links, unfortunately. No, as much as we'd it sucks. Like to. But there's, you know, there's a world of short film out there which I'd like to see if people weren't so. You've got to have your premiere with us. <laughs> anyway, that's my rant over. What's next? Uh, best visual effects. Infinity War was nominated. Solo was nominated. Ready Player One was nominated. No. Christopher Robin was nominated. And do you know what won? Bloody Black Panther one. No, First Man. Hooray. Oh, was it First Man? Yeah, oh. because that moon landing sequence is one of the best things I've seen on a cinema screen for about five or six is years. It? Is I it? I loved it. Was it better than Thanos' snap? Come yeah, on. Loads of things are better than Thanos' Come snap. On, loads of things are better than Thanos' snap. The moon landing. Goodness sake, which was a fake anyway. Oh, Infinity War's real, Didn't is it? Have... Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is real, Paul, for goodness sake. Look, <laughs> Infinity War just wasn't the best film of last year and you just haven't moved on from well, it Well, it could have... Look, it did so much. Why did it... Visual effects and Marvel films always, like... For some reason, Black Panther is now like, oh, I'm the winner. Okay, I get it. I get it. They've <laughs> got to do Black Panther stuff. But, like, for goodness sake, on the one category where Infinity War could have won something and they give it to... What best visual effects for Ryan Gosling not smiling in a film? In, a, in one shot. The moon landing. They gave it to it for the moon landing, which <sighs> well, is just incredible. Incredible. Whatever the real moon landing footage is incredible. Use that. <laughs> Best original screenplay. Oh. <laughs> uh, winner, your favourite film of all time, um, <laughs> all time. is Green Book. So, best original screenplay, the winner was Green Book on that one. Original which, screenplay? Was yeah, it? Yeah. Best original screenplay is Green Book, yeah. Was it? Really? No, I'm making it up. No, I know. Sorry, I was getting confused with. I was like, I'm sure, I'm sure Spike Lee on a screenplay. No, that was adapted screenplay. Oh, okay, we'll get, fine. We'll get cool. to that in a minute. Okay, cool. Yeah, good. It wasn't. A, it, it happened. It was an original story. I'd have rather it gone to the favourite myself. Um, that or, also too. Or First Reformed actually. Paul Schrader getting a nod because I thought First First Reformed is a criminally overlooked film this year. Fair enough. Um, especially in the acting category for Ethan Hawke. So yeah, yeah. probably First Reformed that would okay. have gone to for me. Uh, right, Best Adapted Screenplay, winner Black Klansman. Um, If Bill Street Could Talk was nominated, A Star Is Born, you can't have that again. No. No. Can You Ever Forgive Me was decent. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs I thought was decent as well. But I'd say Black Klansman is probably the best best written out of those. So well well done, Spike Lee. Uh, You finally won an Oscar. Prince shout out. He had his little symbol, purple suit, a hug with Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) Amazing. Because, yeah, I didn't know they'd known each other since, like, high school. Okay. They're in the same college together, so 
that was like an awesome an awesome thing. It was a nice moment. It was a yeah. nice moment. Yeah. He looked yeah. genuinely excited to be there. He yeah. arguably didn't do himself that many favours at the end of the evening, but yeah. Uh, best original song I don't think there was ever any argument that Shallow from A Star Is Born was going to win this I don't even know what else was nominated no. I just don't pay attention uh, The Place was? Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins which I'd forgotten about the moment I left When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for His Wings from The Ballad of Busker Scruggs uh, I'll Fight from RBG and All the Stars from Black Panther which is also a banging track to be fair Okay, yeah, whatever. Whatever to whatever to right. whoever won. Uh, best actor. Good for them. Rami Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody. I think everyone predicted that coming, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think personally I would have he rather that gone thing. to either Christian Bale. He was the best thing in the film, yeah. but I personally would have rather that gone to Christian Bale or Vigo Mortensen. Who would you would you rather have seen it to go to someone else or do you think Rami Malik deserved this one? It's tough, isn't it? Because I do think Rami Malek was good, but does that mean that because he was the best thing about a film, he deserves an award for it? Do you know what I mean? I kind of feel like he's been given the award because he basically saved that film from going under. I think Viggo Mortensen was great, you know, for like a Danish film star to be like completely engulfed in this sort of, you know, Italian immigrant thing going on you know you know what i'm saying yeah i just i thought the the green book for me is a film um but christian bale carried carried by performances for sure and i think both actors are great in in green book i thought christian bale's great in vice as well really really like christian bale i don't think is bad in anything anyway you know and he of course like they they i think they all deserved their maybe not as much rammy but you know why not good for him you know (laughs) <laughs> I'm I just kind here of to agree, cause to be trouble. No, no, I'm, no, I'm kind of with you to be honest. I think Rami's performance was great, but I, I think just other performances were better. And it's almost like, I, like I almost feel like you need to be, I suppose, maybe part of a better film. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right. uh, but hey, hey ho, he won. So well yeah. done, Rami Malek. Um, right, best actress. This was a good one for me. Yeah. She started out in Peep Show. Yeah. Or probably before Peep Show, in fairness. But I know I've known her from Peep Show. Olivia Coleman, yeah. a national treasure. <laughs> It was a touching speech. It was an incredible performance in the yeah. favourite from Olivia Coleman for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, quite a tight gag again, I think. We had, we had Glenn Close up with the wife, yeah. uh, Lady Gaga for Star is Born. Melissa McCarthy, can you forgive me? That was a great performance. And Yalitza Aparicio for Roma. But you know um, what? I, which I is just a really good performance eradicate that Lady Gaga was just even nominated for that film. Oh. You, oh. oh you walked out of Star is Born, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just forget. That's fine. Yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> right, we're nearly at the end of us just listing things now, listeners. Um, no, so we're if discussing made, as well, if you've, I know we are. I know we are. So we, you've nearly made it to the end of the Oscars chat, and that means there won't be any more of these lists, so we'll have to come up with some features uh, between now and awards season again. <laughs> but before we get there, we've got Best Director went to Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. Yeah. Uh, well done. It's a well technical masterpiece. Um, I, I like The Favourite a lot. I, I like yeah. all the films on this list. So we've got Adam McKay yeah. for Vice. Yorgos uh, yeah. Lanthimos for The Favourite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, yeah. and Pavel Pawlowski for Cold War. I think Spike um, should have got Best Director, I think, to be honest, just because I think, like, more, more of out of kind of like a what he's achieved throughout the years and the fact yeah. that Black Klansman was a really well-directed film and it was one of his, you know, it was, it was a, a be- one of his best personal best do you know what I mean I yeah think. I, do, I would agree with that I certainly it's certainly well it's one of the best films he's made for a number of years yeah for sure yeah and yeah he's made some incredible films so no I can see I could see where you're going with that one I don't think I'd be upset with any of those people no. winning in all honesty no, no um the one that a lot of people are upset with though is the winner of best picture um no, and this are. is um yeah this is green book 
Um, Green Book went up against Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Roma, A Star Is Born and Vice. Uh, I think there might have only been possibly more anger if Bohemian Rhapsody had won, in all honesty. I don't um, think there would have been. No. I think, I, yeah. What do, I mean, where, where do we... So basically, so I've been doing some re- reading around this. Yeah, um, And okay. I think the... The, the the problem people seem to have with the film, uh, the, well, certainly I think that Spike Lee has with the film, and I think Jordan Peele seems to share his opinion because he did, apparently didn't clap at the Oscars either when it was mm. when it was awarded. There is an argument to say that it um, in it sort of enhances enhances and embraces the white savior narrative, where Viggo Morton's character is potentially mm. saving Mahershala Ali's character, and there has also been some discussion about how true or accurate the the reflection is the, mm. the friendship between the two characters mm. here um where do you, i mean i've got my thoughts but where do you stand on this do you, do you think that's justified i'm because you've seen it twice now yeah you, i think i it's part of a real problem that i'm i'm having it's about the world and about how things get completely twisted and i think that it's quite sad that we're in a world where a film about a white dude and a black dude being mates set against the backdrop of a really fucking horribly racist America and two people finding themselves, one of them overcoming their bigoted views and embracing, like, basically the better side of life and getting rid of and stopping being a racist idiot and finding his best friends be a black dude like that's basically like two completely different worlds colliding and understanding each other and just you know it's a really nice message i think i i didn't see any white savior in it i just saw it like an untouchable or any kind of buddy movie Mm. where two people it's an unlikely friendship and anyway in the end of the bloody film Mahershala Ali drives him home anyway he saves him for Christmas he gets him home in time for Christmas he did it you know what I mean I I think I'm I'm mostly with each other the way I the way I read the film is that they're kind of they save one another yeah so they're learning from each other Uh, in terms of yeah they're kind of learning from each other I don't think it was I don't I mean it's I would say in terms of a script, yeah, it's a little it's it's a little bit heavy handed. It's definitely in, in regards to its sort of quality as a film. I enjoyed the film. I think yeah. it's I think it's a good piece of sort of middle of the road schmaltz. Uh, yeah. and it is quite schmaltzy in places and yeah, it's quite overwrought, but that's kind of the nature of that's the nature of the film that it is, and yeah. I think it's quite effective as that. Yeah. But I don't personally okay, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll sit here and, and hand on heart, we're not black at the end of the day, so yeah. it might be that people would read it differently. Yeah. But from my perspective, I read it as one character saving another character. Yeah. And it, it and I just think for me it's that it's two such great performances. Like the yeah. pair of them are yeah. fantastic in it. I think both were both deserving of the Oscar, yeah. for sure. Um, and I think yeah, it's just it's a film more about a, a friendship. And yeah, it's a sweet film. It's arguably oh, overwrought in places, but it's a bit of it's a bit it's a, it's a bit of I'd say lightweight popcorn entertainment in in a way. In a way, yeah. Um, but and I don't I don't see I don't I don't either personally see the the white savior narrative there. No, but that might be because I'm white. Well, I, <laughs> well, the thing is as well, like it's that's the thing it's not it's not specifically a film about look how fucking horrible 
it was and probably still is and how bigoted and ignorant and disgusting humans can be um um it's it's that's the that's the setting yeah that's the backdrop that's how the characters interact it's, i don't think it was ever supposed obviously there's moral messages and there's important things to be said but i don't think that was the purpose of the film it, it the, the it was a character driven film about music about identity about male bond about what it is to find yourself um you know there's a whole there's a whole thread also with um uh don shirley sexuality in there mm. you know and i think that was handled really well i think that you know that that, that um, and that friendship out of that as well i i just thought it was really good and i think a lot of people say oh look at all these these white people making this film like do any of these people know how difficult it is to get a film made sometimes you don't have a choice about the ethnicity of who makes your mm. film do you know what i mean so and i know for a fact like this well i know for a fact but you know this guy wrote it from like you know things that he he researched through his dad and yeah. what have you well, it was so, the son of Viggo Mortensen yeah, yeah yeah so like you know i'm i'm sure like he just want this it's been a a, a long project so to get to get it off the ground you know i'm i i, I know like as a, as a underground film make a low budget filmmaker so you just don't sometimes you just can't have a choice in these mm. matters because you just want to get your project you know up off you, do you know what i mean and yeah, also it, it made, yeah. and it kind of I, I guess kind of defeats the purpose of everyone being kind of equal and and appreciating film if we're just going to go oh well they can't well look all these white people who have made this film about racism well they they made a film showing how bad racism is i guess i don't know do you know what I mean? I'm, it, it, it's it's sitting a bit weird with me, and I think what Spike Lee said. His he was a bit drunk. Like I don't know if you have you seen the Spike Lee. I did see. He tried, to, he tried to storm out, didn't he? I think, but but he was that, like that. Spike Lee is a complete piss taker, and yeah. like in the press junket afterwards, like he was off his face on champagne, and he was just like saying, "Oh yeah, it's like being at courtside, and the ref made the wrong decision, you know." And he's being cheeky, and then afterwards, he like had a photo of him and Mahershala Ali. So right, okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. but because Spike Lee's being a bit of a dick, and like the press are now like. Oh well, if Spike Lee's angry about it, then yeah. that means like everyone must be angry about right. it. Right. Well, that aside though, let's. I'm just going to quickly list down as as we said. I think we listed it. We made the list, and we have written. I've written out. Yeah, I've read out the list already. Yeah. It's not the best film on that list. What? Well, what you think? Roma is the best film. Roma. Roma is a better film. That I I wanted the favorite to win. To be honest, personally, sure. personally, I'd have given. It's not as good as the favorite. Sure. It's not as good as. Of course. The favourite or Roma, I would say, it's probably the two films that I, are, are better than it. So sure. I think if if you're arguing if you're arguing whether the Oscar went to the best film or not, then you've got of a sound course. argument as far as of I'm course. concerned because I don't think it did. No, no, no. Um, but but what would have happened if the favourite had won? Would everyone have said, "Oh, look, uh, do, you, do you know what I mean? Look at this film that's won the Oscar over Green Book, Black Panther, yeah. and Black Klansman." I don't know. I'm just sort of, I I just feel like people are kind of losing the point of the fact that it's about whether a film is good and portraying what the conveying what the message of the film is done and and conveying it in in a, in a well-crafted way um i guess and and green you know yeah, to say that it's the worst film to win an oscar since crash 
I I would highly disagree because I've seen way worse Oscar fil- Oscar films than Green Book. So um, I mean, Crash was terrible. I don't think Green yeah. Book was was Crash bad. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't think so. No. Um, and and I guess it's got a similar it got, it's got a similar thing. You know, Crash was like, oh look, racism's bad, yeah. and this film's like, oh racism's bad. I don't know. I and you know, I I know it is difficult because it's like two white people talking about this subject, but we're also film lovers, and I think it's important to kind of you know just say like don't don't look at who made the film look at what the film is and what Mm. it's trying to say and the performances and the the heart that went into it i guess because i think people are losing sight of it yeah if you see you know if you see it for no other reason go for the 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 two lead performances because they have incredible chemistry together they've clearly had like they've clearly had a great time making the film and they work the the two actors that work incredibly well together so if you see it for no other reason see it for that um, yeah. yeah, I don't think I. As I said, I don't think it deserved to win. No, but I didn't That's dislike fine. it. I yeah, enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed the film for yeah. for what it is. Yeah. Um, and I don't personally see what the with the caveat that I am white. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't see what I don't get what the fuss is about uh, in this film. I understand. I'm more than understanding of what the white savior narrative is. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think this is it. No. At all. No. Goodness sake! The lucky rock saved everyone. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that was the savior um, of the. Right, well, that's it now for a year for award season. So we'll be back next year um, yeah, with some yeah. more awards chat. Um, <laughs> award season will probably come around quicker than we realise. But yeah, that's pretty much it for award season now. So yeah. we're going to have a brief break and then I'm going to talk a bit about uh, Rebel Film Festival in Bristol, which I went to the weekend, which yeah. was awesome. So uh, yeah, we'll be back very briefly. Rebel, Rebel Film Festival. That's my link. I see what you've done there. So I think what we're going to do here is that you can ask me some questions about Rebel Film Festival to save me just monologuing this review. I think if you ask me some questions about Rebel Film Festival, okay. uh, that I've obviously just dropped you on the spot and not said to prepare any questions earlier. Oh, no. Um, okay. If you ask me some questions about Rebel Film Festival, uh, and then I'll say that about nine more times. Okay. If you ask me some questions about Rebel yeah. Film Festival, and then I'll do my best to answer them, okay. and then I'll come out with, with, with some of my highlights. So we'll see, okay. we'll see where your questions take my mm. review, and we'll talk a bit about Rebel Film Festival. Okay. How did you get there? Uh, by train. How long did it take? Okay, I was... <laughs> okay, it took about eight minutes on the train, and then I would say about twenty minutes in the taxi from Bristol Temple Meads train station. Where was it located in uh, Bristol? In Bristol, in an art centre in Bristol, on the school. I think on the grounds of the grammar school. And do you think it was an appropriate setting for such a film festival? Did it work? It did work, yes. The um, So yeah. just to give a bit of background, um, <laughs> as, as, as insightful as those questions were, uh, just to give a bit of background on Rebel Film Festival, um, we, we hopefully, as I said, we will be sitting down with the guys at some point behind it, so they'll probably tell you a bit more about it, but it started life as Plymouth Film Festival, I believe five years ago, uh, and they've taken that on tour now uh, under the moniker Rebel, Rebel Film Festival, um, and they are so they've done Bristol this year for the first time, and they are doing Edinburgh later in the year as well. Um, so that's very exciting for them. Um, so it was a film festival based over two days with a mixture of mainly shorts, but three feature films as well, two of which I talked about earlier, which are probably the, the standout for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, and then there were a number of short films as well. So it was cool. I enjoyed it. It was it was no it was very it was very good actually I'll be yeah. honest it was cool yeah. I don't know why I'm saying it so understated I was really impressed the the the, the reception was friendly they put on food which was brilliant they had yeah. loads of nice pizzas they had a buff they had a buffet 
like a, a prosecco uh, prosecco buffet um, for brunch on Sunday that was very very nice. Some incredible croissants, some lovely bread. Uh, there was a curry at one point. It was great. Like so, that's the food. You can tell I was excited about the food. Yeah, yeah. Um, ask me some questions about it. No, what that's do you want really to know? good because you know I'll, I'll talk about the films in a bit. Really but, expensive. Yeah. Um, who who was the most famous person you met? Uh, I didn't meet him, but the mayor of Bristol was there. My goodness. Yeah. Crikey. The mayor of Bristol was there. The first um the first uh, black elected mayor in Europe. Really. Yeah. Because there was a short film about that, which was which was pretty good, called Reaching for Greatness. Ah. So yeah, no, it was it was a really good festival. It was a really friendly atmosphere. Um, there was decent. They had the, they had a festival beer on as well, which I think they bought in especially for the festival, and that really? was that was really nice. So, oh cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't drink as much as that as I normally would do because yeah. it was at a film festival. So I thought it'd be a little bit professional, but it was yeah, very good. To. And you said that someone was um on their phone during a film. Uh, yes, someone was on their phone during a film, um, which made me very angry to the point where I shouted at them, uh, which if you follow me on Facebook, you've probably already seen. I shouted at them. I was like, can you please put your... No, I didn't swear, actually. Can you please put your phone away? You're at a film festival, not at the Odeon, which I thought was quite was quite a good put down. Oof, personally. yeah, and did yeah. they? They did, yeah. And it's just like they were... But you could tell they were going to be Facebook messaging the entire way through the film. Just yeah. Like, just stop and pay attention to what's going on yeah. or just get out. Like just get out. But, but like yeah. I said, honestly, like when I was at Cam, like I was watching Son of Saul and someone was playing Candy Crush Saga on their phone that's, in front of me. Bizarre. And I, but it's because I, I, I think the problem was with Cam. People get sent there, and to watch films. And actually, quite a lot of these people don't really care about the film. All they care about is like, is this going to make money? Yeah. Have I seen enough? Well, I'll sit through it and just like yeah, do my so emails agents, and stuff, and, you'll, and, and be on the phone. Yeah. Like literally make conversation, and it's just like. Where am I? I'm in the one of the greatest film festivals ever in the main theater yeah. at the premiere of this. And people are just talking on the phone. Like, what is happening? You know. So yeah, good for you for standing up. Yeah, to the, I don't, to I them. don't stand for that behavior in a, no. in in any in, in a cinema normally, yet alone at a film festival. Yeah. So yeah, not good, not good behavior. Uh, but the films wise. Yeah. What did you see? I've got some high. There's some highlights. Uh, so uh, there was a really interesting uh, monologue. I'd say it's a monologue film because uh, I spoke to the director because I know him, in fact. So it's a little Ooh. bit biased here. Uh, director Cherry, it was called, directed by a Bristol-based filmmaker called Paul Holbrook. Um, to sum it up, according to the Rebel Film Festival programme, which I have in front of me, yeah. listeners, I'm well Ooh. prepared this time, and I've circled my favourites. So, well done. Uh, this essential fantasist recounts her first time uh, so it's basically a very a close up of a girl's lips, and she talks about her first time. Uh, it seems to be about a sexual encounter, or Ooh, is it? Or is it? Um, it's six minutes. It's very very good. It's got a twist in the tail. It's incredibly well shot, and I really really like this one. So that was good. Yep. Um, and then another one from the same block was a film called Your Last Day on Earth, directed by Mark Martinez Jordan. Um, and this again, I'm I'm seeing it. Thanks, Rebel Film Festival. Uh, I'm basically taking your synopsis. Uh, a fox-dressed man breaks the space-time limits with only one goal: to spend some time with his wife. But his fellow, but but below this recreational act, there's a far more complex and ambitious plan. Uh, this is a bizarre sci-fi um, with a guy sort of jumping, trying to time travel mm. um, to save the, the save the wife, the life of his wife. I don't know why I've made it life so complicated. Wife. Yeah, wife, life, wife. <laughs> Uh, but dressed as a fox. Um, nice. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's Love very it. surreal, but I really, really liked it. So Love that's it. worth that's worth finding if you can. Um, other highlights for me were Spock or Spoke, 
Um, basically, this is a a brilliant um, piss take of Scandinavian noir, or, or mm. yeah, lampoon of Scandinavian noir, shot in exactly the same style, and they've done a really good job of, of emulating the style of Scandinavian noir, uh, where they find essentially find I think half of a bro or a vandalized bicycle. Uh, half of it's in Somerset and half of it's in Gloucestershire. Oh wow! <laughs> so they go around the, the country, it's sort of trying to solve this spate of uh, spate of bike crimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and crimes. the film's got a great ending where he, he rings up the other he rings up the other police officer and he was like, "We found another bike, and yeah. it's yours." <laughs> and then the credits roll. So that was a lot of fun. To be fair, mm. it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, another highlight for me was I Used to Be Famous, directed by Eddie Sternberg. Um, this was from the best of the festival. So this is films I think they've picked from the last five years. Yeah. Um, they've taken on tour with them. Uh, and this is about um, a guy who used to be in a boy band um, who's desperate to try and be famous and is still desperate to remain famous uh, and is kind of gigging in the street with a keyboard. Uh, and then he meets um, an autistic, uh, an autistic guy who kind of tries to get involved with his music, initially shouts him down, and then realises that actually the autistic guy has got quite enough musical talent, so he ends up trying to work with him on stuff. Um, I just wanted this to be a bit longer, if I'm honest. It, it, yeah. it brought a tear to my eye. It was, it was great performances from, from everyone involved. It was just Aww. a really sweet, well-natured film. So, yeah, that was I Used to Be Famous, so definitely check that out. Um, then there's this... Uh, there, what else was there? I'll, I'll wrap up after a, a few more, I think, but... Uh, the Traffic Separating Device, directed by Johan Palmgren. Um, they're basically in Stockholm. There is uh, a big metal sort of a sort of about three pieces of metal. I think are the best way to describe it to stop cars going over a bridge to control right. the traffic. Yeah, yeah. Buses can go over it because the wheels are wide enough to get over it, but cars can't. Mm. Except drivers being drivers, they all decide to try and drive over it, and everyone gets stuck on this big metal group. This big bit of metal in the middle of the road uh, it's a very sweet film it's very funny you just watch loads of terrible driving and then what's also quite sweet is it seems to be stockholm's homeless population all gather and just watch these people crash their cars so it's just like you couldn't have picked a better subject for an entertaining documentary so that was that was a lot of fun that's amazing so yeah it's called the traffic separating device but yeah the amount of people who just drive over it is great and they're all they all get stuck they Do all they? get stuck and break their cars i want yeah. one in bath yeah <laughs> that'd be so good that would be good yeah um the Insecurities of Dill played again. This is one I saw at Exit 6 last year, which yeah. is uh, which I love, directed by Robert Trott. Um, so it was nice to see that again. It went really down really well with the audience. That was one of my favourites from working on Exit 6 last year. So yeah. that was good to see that again. Um, and probably one more, I think. Yeah, I'm just going to bring up one more. Um, this was A Wreck in Paradise. Um, in the dead of night, a drunken man just crashed his car, yet there is light in his path, as well as a few souls, just as lost as he is. That kind of sets up a sense of mystery, to be fair. But basically, this guy crashes his car. He's very drunk. He goes into um, a bar full of an eclectic mix of characters, or should we say, or as it would be described in Star Wars, or probably a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. Um, he realises there's a big pot of money behind the bar that's up for winning and is challenged to do various different tasks, which mm. I'm sure, which I think my sister said she's sure is probably based on a joke of some description somewhere. But it's a it's a dark it's a bleak film for sure. Uh, it's quite violent in places, but it's blackly comic, and I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so that was a wreck in paradise, directed by Francois Zaidi. Uh, oh, sorry if I butchered your name. Hmm. And the last one actually that I wanted to bring up was uh, not paint, but not not with fire, but with paint. And this is a documentary directed by Molly Manning Walker um, about um, a. Basically, a police officer shot a graffiti artist in uh, Bogota in Colombia, 
uh, in the back um, for no real discernible reason. They then tried to frame the guy for robbing a bus. The guy, the police officer got arrested, finally got arrested after years and years and years and years of them trying to cover it up. And then the police officer was gone on the run and has not been seen since because it looks like the police are probably covering for him. So Aww. it's a pretty tragic story, but it's a really it's a really well put together documentary and it's a really fascinating insight of of, of something I knew nothing about. So yeah. yeah, that is not with fire, but with paint. Um, and that was really, really good as well. So yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for having us guys. Like The festival was great. Those were some of my highlights. There were a lot of the, that's not by any means all, all the good films that were yeah, on. Yeah. Um, those are some of my highlights. But yeah, if you if you get a chance to go, um, and by all means go, because I just... I, I just think I'd want I want more non-filmmakers to come to these things like these the film festivals aren't just for filmmakers don't yeah. think because the filmmakers are there and like occasionally you might get asked oh have you got something here they, they don't mind if you say no I haven't got anything here yeah, like yeah, yeah. people want you people make films because they want people to watch them ultimately yeah. and yeah due to the nature of the distribution of it and due to the nature of how some film festivals work admittedly but then film festivals need to make money as well. So it's, I can see it from both yeah, sides, yeah. really. Like it's, it's difficult and short films aren't always the easiest to see. No. But if you see a short film festival near you and you're interested in films, then go to it. Yeah. Like you are wanted there. You are welcome there. They're not just a self-fulfilling circle where everyone goes, oh, I've made a film. Well done. And they will pat each other on the back. People want you to see their films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and events like this are a perfect opportunity to do it. And the, yeah, Rebel Film Festival was, was great. It was a really, really relaxed atmosphere. Uh, they catered for us. There was beer. So films, beer and pizza and curry and bread. You know, well done, yeah. Rebel Film Festival. Like This was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, just well done, guys, because it must have taken a lot of balls to take this out of Plymouth. Uh, and take this on tour so I think they did a cracking job Bristol's and, um, probably the right place to do it yeah, as well yeah no so. I think they did I think they did a cracking job and I for one will be back you should come if it comes back to Bristol next year so, yeah, yeah. No, I it was will. good it was good yeah. Um, yeah anything you wanted to add to the show any other questions you wanted to be asked about Rebel Film Festival I think I've wrapped it up but <laughs> it's up to you <laughs> did you did you do a dance uh, I didn't do any dancing no. didn't do any dancing no. okay I came back to Bath rather than went to the pub for the after party, which for me is incredibly out of character. But yeah. I need to get the train back to Bath, um, so I didn't go out with them afterwards, unfortunately. Oh, you could have caught the bus back. I could have done, but I didn't fancy a forty-five minute. Yeah, no, that bus is trip. bus is not good when you're no, drunk. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> Did that before Christmas. I don't remember the journey. Good. Right before we go into that, let's wrap up the show. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, so we'll be back next week with well, at some point a Rebel Film Festival review. That's definitely still happening. We'll get the guys yep. on. That, that will be a lot of fun, I think. Uh, and we'll be back next week with a review of fighting with my family yes so if i'm excited about you're gonna to go to the cinema this week then yeah yeah i'm okay, really excited good. about that good i remember watching the documentary about it when they were like soraya and her family were like underground wrestlers and and then i was like whoa Paige! now she's called and she's a goth and yeah so like you know the rock's in it as the rock as well which yeah, i like should be a lot of fun to be fair so no i'm excited about fighting with her family yeah. uh, and possibly cap and aim as well if i get a chance to go and see that this week yeah um yeah so that's it from us thank you for listening Thanks. award season is over Yay. and we'll be back next week Bye. goodbye Bye. shut up and sit down